We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, everybody? I'm BJ Kissel. This is KCSN Update, our daily Chief show and podcast here at KC Sports Network, presented by our good friends at DraftKings. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. It doesn't cost you anything, and it helps us out. You can also find us on your favorite podcast platform, if that's your thing, by simply searching KCSN, and you can find all of our different channels. We've got six different audio channels, not just covering the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, the Royals, KU, K-State, Mizzou, Sporting KC, the KC Current. We've got something for everybody here at KC Sports Network. Again, appreciate you for spending part of your day with us. It's KCSN Update. It's Wednesday, so normally that means Brett Coleman is going to join us. He is on vacation, so we've got a special guest host for this episode in 610 Sports Radio's Carrington Harrison. SCDOT will join me to talk a little Chiefs, Broncos, NFL, and much more right after this quick word from DraftKings. The fans, the tradition, the glory. There's nothing more thrilling than college football. It's bowl season and the action is far from over. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. You know, as a K-Stater, I'm all in on this Sugar Bowl. Uh, is that K-State Alabama game, especially knowing that Bryce Young and Will a- Will Anderson, two top players for Alabama, are going to play in this game. And as a K-Stater, I can't be disrespected by the line. The K-State Wildcats are getting six and a half points uh, right now. So uh, that's a respectable line considering it's it's Alabama. Let's be honest here. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them take them on and know Deuce Vaughn and, and King Felix are going to play in that game too. So hopefully uh, it's a good game. And I know K-State fans are excited about that. But right now, new customers can bet can place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings same game parlays. Personally, I've always enjoyed the longer season plays. Uh, the Patrick Mahomes for MVP got that one at plus 900. Looking like a good bet right now. But the big one for me is Nick Bolton to lead the league in tackles. I got that one at plus 3,500, and he is in third place right now, just eight tackles behind 
the guy in first place down there with the Jaguars. Uh, only two weeks left to play. It's going to need a couple of really big performances from Nick Bolton. Kind of like we saw last week against the Seahawks, we had 17 tackles. We'll see how that plays out, but make sure download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN. And again, new customers place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 if your team does win. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now let's welcome on Carrington Harrison from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City as our special guest today on KCS and Update. CDOT, man, what's going on? How are things? Man, how's it going, man? I appreciate you, man. It's been a long time since you and I have got a chance to talk in this capacity, man, so I'm really excited to be on with you today. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, filling in as a pinch hitter or a sub, whatever you want to call it, but uh, let's get into this because there's so many storylines, so many things going on, not just with the Chiefs, but obviously this game uh, on Sunday between the Chiefs and Broncos uh, with everything going on out in Denver right now, but uh, I'm kind of torn right now because as excited as I am to watch the Chiefs and Broncos game just because of the the mess that's going on in Denver kind of makes me a little bit happy as somebody who grew up a Chiefs fan. They weren't feeling bad for us when we were going through this mess um, back in 2009, that, that Scott Pioli, Todd Haley era. But um, are you more excited for the game between the Chiefs and Broncos on Sunday or that Monday night game that a lot of people have circled between the Bills and the Bengals? I made a vow to myself after the Sunday night football game against the Broncos in uh, San Francisco that I wouldn't watch Denver anymore the rest of the season. Now, I had to watch them when they played the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, for work purposes. Now, I was planning on putting that game on the top TV and then having Red Zone on the bottom TV. So I'm keeping an eye on the game, but I'm still kind of watching the rest of the league. And for a while there, that plan was working great. It was working very swimmingly. And then something happened in the third quarter of that football game that it diverted my attention back to the Denver Broncos. But why would I want to, why would I be excited about watching the Broncos? They just got beat 51 14 to the Los Angeles Rams. Baker Mayfield had one of the best days of his NFL career against that team. They fired their coach. They're getting fights on the sideline. No part of me is excited about watching the Chiefs and the Broncos. In fact, it is the game I'm least excited for <laughs> this weekend in the National Football League. I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch Bucks and Panthers than watch the Chiefs and the Broncos. This is what I thought heading into the first matchup against these two teams. I thought one of the games would be weird because you know how the Chiefs are. The Chiefs will play some weird fourth quarter. The game will be closer than it's supposed to be, but the Chiefs will win. And then I thought they would blow them out in one of the two matchups. Well, you know what? We are right on schedule for the Broncos simply playing out the stretch. We are right in line with the 27-7 Chiefs win. Everybody goes home happy against the Denver Broncos. That's what I fully expect to happen on Sunday between these two teams. See, I think I'm a little more excited to watch it. And maybe it's just because I kind of started my, you know, Chiefs content stuff back when they weren't very good. And you had to get really creative uh, with how you create content. You were covering them, obviously, uh, doing radio. But I just don't want to take for granted that we're that team now. Like, we can, we're not the Broncos side of this because when I started, we were the kind of the Broncos team that nobody really uh, cared to watch or what was going on. So it's, it's fun to be on the other side of it. And I'm not going to lose sight of that. But the Broncos season has been a world when we've been dunking on these guys since like week three, week four, with how bad they've been and how just the, the ebbs and flows of that season. And now, to your point, to like the Broncos, 
they don't even have a coach now. Like those guys, as far as like making business decisions, being like mentally checked out and planning for their vacations and where are they going to be in three weeks? What are they going to do when the off season starts? They don't even have people in that building that are teaching them on a weekly basis who may be back next year that they're even trying to impress. Same thing with George Patton and the GM with some of the decisions that he's made. You have no idea if he's going to be there. So even the people evaluating you, there's a, not a lot to get up for. So your point, I don't. Th- I think it's going to be a pretty stress-free game. That game on Monday night though, between the the Bills and the Bengals. I want to know what the ratings in Kansas City are for that game because obviously the Chiefs should take care of business on Sunday. But then Monday, that's going to determine whether the Chiefs have a shot at that number one seed, which get your quick thoughts on this because I saw some people in national media put out that they don't feel like it would be right for the Chiefs to get the one seed over Cincy and Buffalo, knowing that both those teams beat Kansas City this season. Well, that's not how it works. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, to quote the wire, deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. I mean, I made my joke about that, too, with the Chiefs, that the Chiefs shouldn't get the one seed after losing to the Indianapolis Colts. But, again, that, that's not how it works. Like, this is the rules that everybody has signed up for in the National Football League. I do want to go back to one thing that you said, and I obviously want to talk Bills and uh, Bengals with you. This whole we got to take can't take anything for granted you know what I'm not interested in at this point in the season? Watching bad football, man. And you know what the Broncos play? The Broncos play a brand of bad football. I can fully appreciate the Chiefs and what they are and understand that the Chiefs have a chance to win a Super Bowl, but also acknowledging that this is the worst remaining game left on their schedule. It is. Oh, yeah. they, play the, they play the Raiders next week. The Raiders are a somewhat competitive team that I think the Raiders still have a little bit of fight in you. And then we yeah. get to playoff games. So I understand – you know, you want to you get a chance to watch Patrick Mahomes. You get a chance to kick the Broncos in the teeth. I just don't have it in me to get really excited to watch that football team. I think they're absolutely miserable. I think they're absolutely terrible. I just don't have it in me to get really excited. I do want to throw this out because I said this on my radio show yesterday and people scoffed at me. I think that Joe Burrow still has a chance to win NFL MVP. Let's not forget The biggest reason why Patrick Mahomes is the favorite to win NFL MVP is because Jalen Hurts got injured. He was second place before the Cowboys and Eagles game. He missed the game. Hurts missed the game. And then the odds switched, and then Patrick Mahomes became the overwhelming favorite. I think they've been looking to give the MVP award to somebody not named Patrick Mahomes. And you and I both know how this media stuff works, BJ Kissel. Let's say that Joe Burrow throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and the Bengals win on Monday Night Football. It's the last Monday Night Football game. Yeah. What's the top story on SportsCenter? Joe Burrow. What's the top story on GetUp? What's the top story on First Take? Undisputed. All of these national media outlets. NFL MVP is a momentum and narrative award. Now, I still think Patrick Mahomes wins. I think he has a pretty comfortable favorite. But I think yeah. you are kidding yourself that if Cincinnati ends the season with nine consecutive wins – they beat Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City down the stretch. And we think that Joe Burrow has no argument to win NFL MVP. I think you're kidding yourself here. I, I, I really do. Yeah. So I, I would just caution people now. You can get Burrow at plus 600 and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> at minus 500. I don't know, man. I think there's a chance that Joe Burrow wins NFL MVP. 
I definitely agree with you in that it's obviously a narrative driven award. Uh, and yeah, we have, most people I think know that. And that was kind of the case for Jalen Hurts as Mahomes could have been the MVP. But if Jalen Hurts would have played in that Dallas game with everybody watching in the way that it was kind of set up going up against Dallas, if he went up, up against Micah Parsons, played well and won that game, it was going to be really hard for Patrick Mahomes going out and dominating the Broncos for anyone to care enough at a national level who's voting for that award to care enough to get him over what people just remembered seeing. So yeah, if Joe Burrow goes out there and dominates the Bills and plays really well in a Von Miller-less team, and now that Lael Collins is done for the Bengals, like it's just going to add more to the reasoning why they're going to back up what Joe Burrow did. I think when you look at the numbers, I know that not a lot of people do that. Patrick Holmes is overwhelming mean favorite. I think that's why I don't think there's any way, even with a good performance, I think he'll enter that discussion. I just don't think he's going to surpass him because – Patrick Mahomes leading the league in almost every category. And then you add the context that we've been talking about all year that people are sick of with Tyreek Hill. It's just more impressive what he's been able to do and not reinvent himself for people like yourself um, and people who cover the team that have been around Mahomes that he's never gotten enough credit, I thought. And I've been talking about all year for the mental acuity that he has of playing that position. But I do think if Joe Burrow goes out there and plays really well and they win, it'll definitely be a hot topic within national media. I just don't think that there's going to be enough to overcome the overwhelming stats that flow towards Mahomes and some of the moments that we've seen. And honestly, like even like the diving towards the end zone and propping himself up, those are the kinds of like MVP moments that people hang on to. But I will push back a little bit. One of the things I am excited to see in the Broncos game, because we haven't seen it yet, CDOT, is a fully healthy offensive uh, skill position group with the Chiefs out there now that Kadarius Tony is back and healthy and McCole Hardman. The only two games that those guys were together was that Tennessee game that Kadarius Tony hadn't been with the team, but for a few days. And so I don't know how much we're going to see from Andy Reid as far as kind of opening up some of the playbook, uh, as far as what he might have in store for those guys in the playoffs. But for a Chiefs offense that's at the top or near the top in almost every offensive category, to not have your top weapons all be healthy at the same time, I'm excited to see that on Sunday of this game. But I do want to talk a little Patrick Mahomes and stats because I want to give your Get some context. Really, uh, get context really quick, from you. Really quick, BJ, to kind of go along yeah. with what you're saying. I looked this tweet up uh, while you were talking. So at this point, these are the five things that I'm evaluating the Chiefs on for these final two regular season games. Okay. Are the Chiefs healthy? It goes with your point where yeah. if I had told you at the very beginning of the season that Isaiah Pacheco and McCole Harvin will play the same number of snaps, you would have told me that something went terribly right or terribly wrong in a couple of different ways. Well, that's the case. Both Pacheco and McCole Hardman have played 303 snaps this year. McCole Hardman has played in less than 31% of their offensive possessions or snaps so far this year. So just to your point, we haven't seen McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony. And I think this offense could certainly use that explosiveness down the stretch. So are the Chiefs healthy? Is the defense improving and playing with momentum? I know Seattle isn't one of the top offenses in the National Football League, but you remember back in 2019 when this defense started to kind of take shape, they took care of teams like Seattle was offensively. Yep. Can, can the Chiefs protect the football? The Chiefs are one of the worst teams in the NFL at turnover differential. That's a big thing. That's the difference in winning and yep. losing. And You and I have both probably seen people said this or say this. Well, if the Chiefs didn't do this against Cincinnati, they would have won. Or if the Chiefs didn't do this yep. against Buffalo. Well, they turned the ball over in Cincinnati and changed the game. That's what they've been doing this season. They turned the ball over in Buffalo yep. and lost a turnover differential. That's why they lost. So can they protect the football? How does Harrison Bucker look? And simply did they win? I'm not expecting the Chiefs to go out here 
and beat the Broncos 52 to nothing. They don't need to do that to me. Are you getting McCole Hardman and Kadarius Tony back? Does the defense limit the Broncos? There's no reason for the Broncos to score 28 points the way they did the last time these two teams played. Right. Did you protect the football? Turnovers is what kept that game close against the Denver Broncos. Harrison Bucker missing kicks, and did you win the game? That's how I'm evaluating this team down the stretch, and I think if you use that checklist heading into the postseason, because then in the postseason, it's just a very simple, did you win the football game? We'll figure out all the other things after the end of the game, but at that point, you either got to win two or three games to get to the Super Bowl. There's only one question left. Did you have more points than the other team at the end of it? And, and protecting the football, playing better defense, being better in the red zone, those things are ultimately going to determine if the Chiefs survive and advance in the playoffs. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. You open up another bag and we'll go down this this rabbit hole too because it makes for boring conversation. But we know that when you play good teams, when you play against the Bills, you play against the Bengals, it's going to come down to five to seven plays. And most of those are going to be turnovers. They're going to be third down, those third and sixes, those in between third and six, the third and eights, and how many of those do you convert? I when I was working at the Chiefs. I used to do the four core stats. It was like, if you won three of these four statistical court categories in a game, you were going to win the game like 96% of the time. The Chiefs are not good enough to lose two to nothing in the turnover battle and beat a good team. We've seen that. They can't beat the Bills and do that. They don't have the margin of error of being so much more talented than the next team. I don't think any team in the NFL necessarily does if both teams are playing fairly well. It comes down, to your point, to turnovers. And I think part of what the Chiefs have done this season, as bad as they've been in turnovers, actually pretty impressive that they've kind of extended that margin of error, except for the times that they've played teams that they're going to have to beat to get to the AFC championship or to do those things. And so again, makes for a boring conversation to say, Hey, every game comes down to five to seven plays. That's why I get annoyed. Personally, people call me a Homer because it's like, Oh, they don't need to fix all of these things. They need to fix the five to seven plays that are very fixable. That makes the difference. That's why the, the parody in the league, everything is so close and everybody is so these other teams are good. It's not like the chiefs are so dominant that they can just go out and run through people. If they make those key mistakes with turnovers. So I completely agree with you. That'd be one great thing to clear up. Do you have. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You, you and I are the same way, man. I talk about this with Mitch Holtis, man. Football is defined by those five to seven, six to eight. You and I are in the same range of plays that you make over the course of the game. 
you and I agree. They are going to play a one-score game against Buffalo or Cincinnati in the playoffs. You don't know which one. You don't know how the playoffs are going to twist and turn. But you're going to play a one-possession game. You're 31st in red zone defense. You're 30th in the NFL in turnover margin. Like, those are the things that decide who wins a 28-24 football game, who wins a 27-23 football game. Those are the things that you need to clean up in order to advance in the postseason. I agree with you. I think the Chiefs, Bengals, and, and Bills are largely interchangeable. It just really determines who plays well on this individual day that's going to determine who advances in the postseason. And so I think sounds like you and I agree. Who can protect yeah. the football? Who can control the line of scrimmage? Who can run the ball? Who's better on third down conversions? Who makes the decision to go for it on fourth down? And do you convert or not convert? I think these teams are so neck and neck that those are going to be the differences between who wins and loses. Yeah, and Mitch is a great person to talk because I used to talk to Mitch about this stuff all the time. Is like the we talk about margin of error being five to seven plays, and sometimes it's also like six to eight inches. And it's the difference of if Spagnolo in the red we talk about like red zone, you know he's going to send the house. He's gonna go cover zero, he's gonna send the house, and the, he wants the quarterback to get the ball out early. Knowing that, can the defensive backs plant their back foot? and break on a ball and anticipate and trust their instincts, knowing if we're blitzing, the ball's coming out quickly. They're going to throw it to Jamar Chase. Can Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, Legereus need anticipate the ball's coming out quickly. I need a break right when I believe that I know the route's coming based on the splits. They have all of that information. You know, you talk to these guys. They know what's coming. It's just they have to trust it and go and not sit back and play scared or react. They've just got to trust what they're seeing, trust their eyes, and go make a play. And that's that difference of that five to seven inches where they extend and Jamar Chase just barely gets you know his hands on the ball and catches it. Those those are the margins that make the difference. You don't really know until they go out and play, and you got to play free, don't play scared, all those things. But um, one of the things I do want to discuss with you regarding Patrick Mahomes, because we talk a lot about Patrick. We all talk about Patrick Mahomes, his stats, these records, these paces. But every once in a while, there's some that just kind of make me pause and say, you know what? This one we got to spend a little bit more time on because I don't think we're properly appreciating the context of what he's done. And it was one of the ones that came out in the Chiefs notes that I know you get as well. Uh, it's the most seasons in NFL history by a quarterback with 35 touchdown passes or more and at least 4,500 passing yards that the most times ever been done five times by Tom Brady, who's what 45 years old, T- Patrick Mahomes is 27 and only two other quarterbacks, excuse me, three other quarterbacks had done it even four times, Drew Brees and Peyton Manning, and then Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old. And by the time he's 30, he's going to have the most 35, 35 touchdown passes, 4,500 passing yard seasons by a quarterback in NFL history. Is there a better context or way of explaining when people try to argue that this is not the best start for a quarterback in NFL history? And we're really witnessing something that in 25 years, people are going to be talking about him. Like they talk about Michael Jordan. I mean, it's not blasphemy to say these types of things anymore when you put it in the context like this. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think it's going to be crazy in 10 years for someone to say that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback that they've ever seen. Now, I don't know if he's going to have the best resume that we've ever seen before. I think it's going to be really hard to pass up Tom Brady. Yeah, But in terms of just like the visual of it, I think it's going to be really, really hard to argue against it. And there's just – you know, sports are sort of defined by these kind of like flagship players, you know, that kind of like change the calculus and the way you would watch things. Like you look at Steph Curry, like the NBA has kind of been broken up into two categories. It's like pre-Steph Curry and post-Steph Curry. And you can see the effect that he's had on the game and his teams have had on the game. If you look at 
today's offenses in the National Football League, it is teams trying to copy what Patrick Mahomes have done and the teams have tried to copy what the Chiefs have done. I think the biggest reason that Zach Wilson got drafted number two overall is he made a Patrick Mahomes throw. You've seen the throw now on that pro day. He is rolling to his left. He throws to his right. And it is the Patrick Mahomes throw. I think at that moment, the Jets determined we're drafting him with the number two overall pick. I mean, look at Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury was a below average college coach and got a head coaching job in the National Football League because he has Patrick Mahomes phone number, man. He's had that kind of impact on the National Football League. He's he's special. Like he's he's a basketball player in the sense where when LeBron was at his absolute peak. I think you could have added LeBron to any team in the NBA and they had a chance to make the NBA finals. I feel that way about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are like an overly talented roster. I think they have Travis Kelsey and other guys on offense. I think their defense is average to sometimes below average. They just got the best quarterback in the NFL and as of today, the best coach in the league. And that's no disrespect to Bill Belichick and what he's done. But you can't watch Bill Belichick coach that Patriots team and say that today he is a better coach than Andy Reid. He has a better resume than Andy Reid. He is not coaching his team better than Andy Reid is coaching his team. And when you have those kind of advantages, to our point about winning close ball games and winning one-score games, it just puts you in a position to win a lot of football games. The Chiefs do a lot of things you're not supposed to do. How many times have we seen the Chiefs either play down to their opponent or the Chiefs just start the game down 13 to nothing? And, and then, like, you look at the money line – They'll be like minus 120. Like, hold on, you're not supposed to be down 13 points at the end of the first <laughs> quarter. You're only minus 120. Like, you should be like, you know what I mean? You do, how are you still favored to win this game? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that the Chiefs have been able to do under Patrick Mahomes, man. It's 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 really special. I talk about it with Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus every Friday on this show on KCSN Update in that Patrick Mahomes had to change the way that they grade uh, and the way that they talk to their analysts about, hey, I know these are against the rules, but – the way that quarterbacks are making plays now, it it it's not against the rule. It's not a, a risky pass if he's out practicing this stuff. We see him practicing this stuff in the offseason. And like we said about Cliff Kingsbury, it always was a little strange to me. He got all his credit. But yet when we talked about Patrick Mahomes coming to the league, we talked about how many things he needed to clean up from his footwork to understanding protections and all these things that he really didn't get in college as being this like really polished player that really needed that year with Kafka and all those guys to really work with them off to the side that you saw when we were out there covering Alex and he was the guy that Mahomes was kind of learning how to do all of it. Um, but anyway, uh, before we let you go, man, again, we're C. Harrison from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Uh, thoughts on, I know you don't want to talk a lot about the game, the Broncos, but what do you want to see from the, from the Chiefs in this one? Uh, Why you got it muted up in the corner just to keep a, a little eye on it. Don't get hurt when the game. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, it just, the, the Broncos are terrible. You know this. I believe right now that the Broncos are the worst team in the league. Like yeah. tomorrow, if they played Houston in a neutral side, I think Houston would beat them. I would pick Houston to beat the Denver Broncos. If they played the Colts tomorrow in a neutral side, I would pick the Colts to beat them. If they played the Jets, whomever you think is the worst team in the league, I think they would beat the Denver Broncos if they played tomorrow. I think the Broncos have completely given up on the season. So keep a bad team bad. There's no reason for the Broncos to score more than 17 points. 
guys. Yeah, no, this is not a game. Don't trash talk. Don't like just be nice to them. Just there's no reason to give them any reason to get fired up at all in this game. And I've been this, saying for several weeks, just just stay healthy. Don't get hurt and win the game. I don't care how bad it looks. And then they've kind of tested that with a couple of their games over the last few weeks until Jarek McKinnon had to step up and make plays. It was like, just don't get hurt. Win the football game. Nothing else matters. Be good when that last game against the Raiders. Go out there and play well. But even your point against the Raiders, without Chandler Jones and Denzel Perryman, now they got Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. I get it. But there's going to be it's going to be a, a tough one for to see the Raiders get up for that one, uh, even though it is the Chiefs. And they could maybe spoil the, the number one seed, depending upon what happens on Monday night, man. But again, CDOT, man, appreciate you for joining us. Appreciate everybody for listening to this episode of KCS and Update. Please hit that follow button, whether you're watching on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. We'll have more content getting ready for Chiefs and Broncos uh, here at KC Sports Network. Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.